For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love Amen. Open your Bible with me to 1 Corinthians as we're going through the book of Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 29 is where we are at today. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 29. Now remember, Corinth was a, was a wealthy business city well educated uh and it sounds a lot like america today and so with that you keep that in mind as we go through these uh, verses first corinthians chapter 1 verse 29 the bible says that no flesh should glory in his presence you understand that men always want the glory everything a person does they do it to get something out of it. And just like the one world religion as I'm a good person, let me just tell you, that's from the devil himself because we are not good. The Bible says there is none good. And Jesus said, why thou callest thou me good? There is none good, no, not except God in heaven. And what is that person trying to do? What was I trying to do, trying to be a good person before I truly got saved, before I got born again, as I was glorifying in myself but the bible says here in verse number 29 that no flesh should glory in his presence god's purpose in choosing those of no account is so that god will get the glory because if you read up and you read verses uh 28 uh, the Bible talks about how God uses the things that are despised of this world, the things that are small, the things that are meaningless, the things that everybody else would pass over. Nobody would want, but God can use that or that person. If you look at the disciples, Jesus called, he called dirty, stinky, smelly fishermen to be used. How about a despised tax collector? These are the kind of people that Jesus used. These are the kind of people that Jesus is looking for today. Will you accept the call from the Lord Jesus Christ? You think about the people in the Bible. Rahab the harlot who who was used of God and wound up in the lineage of Jesus Christ. And she started out as a harlot. As many of us, or we all start out, 
as sinners. Amen. But praise God to the glory of God because of God. He changes us when we get saved. He puts that new nature inside of us. You see, because salvation, salvation is entirely of Jesus. And he and he alone is worthy of praise. And that's what this verse means. There is nothing, nothing that you could have done to save yourself. There is nothing that you could have done to deserve salvation. There was nothing that I could have done to justify myself before God. There was nothing that I could have done to deserve salvation, but because of the love that the Lord Jesus Christ has for you and for me. Amen. He made a way for us to get to our Heavenly Father through Him. He is our intercessor. So salvation is entirely of Jesus, and only He is worthy of that praise. The Bible even says that when we get to heaven, that we'll be rewarded for the works that we've done here on earth that were for Christ. Not the works that you've done for yourself, but the works that you did for Christ. The Bible even says that you'll we will be rewarded crowns different kinds of crowns but then the bible goes on to say that we're going to cast those crowns at the savior's feet amen because he is worthy we are not and the only reason that we can do anything for him is because he uses us and make no mistake christian he wants to use you and you say but i'm broke he wants to use you you say but i don't have no connections he wants to use you you say but i don't have this and i don't have that listen to me jesus has all the riches jesus has all the connections jesus knows all the people and jesus can open all the doors all he needs from you is for you to be willing and he will make the way amen and then when you stand before God and in His presence and you give it account, you cannot glory. There's not one thing that you can glory in except for the fact that you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. When you stand before God, He won't see the sin that you have. He won't see the sinner that's standing before Him. No, because that sinner has been covered in the blood of the Lamb. They are spotless. They are sinless. They are perfect. And He sees His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, on them amen his righteousness because we could not stand before god there's no way we could make it into heaven in and of ourselves. there is just no way it cannot be done you can never be good enough the bible says for all have sinned and come short of the glory of god what does that mean that means that no matter how good you are no matter how much you give no matter how much you do you will always come up short apart from the lord jesus christ amen you will come up short on judgment day and that judgment day will be harsh there'll be no favors there'll be no but i did this and i did that and i gave an offering and i fed the poor and i took care of the homeless and i whatever it is none of that's going to matter but the only thing that will matter is that you realized you were a sinner and that you couldn't save yourself but the work that the lord jesus christ did on the cross you put your faith and trust in him in that work that he died he buried he was rose again on the third day and hey you can glory in him not in yourself the bible says that no flesh should glory in his presence look with me now in verse number 30 
But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Boy, those are a lot of things, aren't they? Let's say that again. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. That's who Jesus Christ is to us. He's our sanctification, but he's also our redemption, our righteousness. Amen. So this verse emphasizes even further that all we are and have comes from him. It's not from a philosophy. It's not from a creed. No, sir. No, ma'am. No flesh can glory, but it's in the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ became. He, is, he gives us wisdom, the Bible says. It comes from God to us. And so He is our righteousness through faith, through faith. Have you put your faith and trust in Him? Or have you just said a little prayer? Have you just repeated somebody? Did you grow up in church? Did you go to Sunday school? Were you a member of a church? Were you baptized? Do you play the piano? Let me just say, none of those things can save you. None of those things will get you into heaven. None of those things will have your name written in the Lamb's book of life. But when you repent of your sins and you truly put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, then you are saved. And so... We stand before God, he'll see his son. And Christ, he is our redemption. Amen. Our redemption, been redeemed. I love that song, I've been redeemed. Amen. There's a lot of good biblical truth in those old hymns, songs. He is our redemption, Christ is. And this doubtless speaks of the redemption in its final aspect. When the Lord will come and take us to be, take us home. Amen. Not just to heaven, but home. If you are a Christian, heaven is your home. This world is not your home. You're just passing through. This world is not my home. Amen. I long for home. I don't long for death. Don't get me wrong. I don't look forward to that day when I'm going to die. But I do long to be with my Savior. I do long to be with God. I do long to walk the, the, the streets of gold and put your hand on the wall of jasper and look across a sea of crystal and touch the gates of pearl and see my family members that are there, the ones that passed away early in life and the ones that lived a ripe old life as, as we would think. Now you think about that. I say my grandparent lived to be 89 years old and you think, man, that's a good long life, isn't it? Man, that is not even a drop or a breath in the bucket when it comes to eternity, when a day is as, as, is as 10,000 years and a 10,000 years is one day. There is no more time. We'll be outside of time to be forever with the Lord. What an amazing thing. Listen to me. In today's culture, there's a lot of emphasis on education. Now, education is a good thing, but listen to me. Wisdom outside of Christ is folly and foolishness. Amen? Righteousness outside of Christ is folly and foolishness. Sanctification outside of Christ, which there is none. That's nothing but filth and sin. And redemption outside of Christ is, is nothing but bondage and slavery. There, there is no redemption. There is no sanctification outside of the Lord Jesus Christ. Those only come through Him. Amen? Look with me now in verse 31. That according, 
as it is written. He that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Are you allowed to glory? Amen. Absolutely you are. The Bible says so. But you are to glory in the Lord and the power of his might and his majesty, amen, and his things, and his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to what it says. I love what that says. According as it is written. Is it written? Don't you know? Do you know this? Do you realize this? That Jesus, what Jesus used to defeat, defeat the Satan here on earth, you have. He used scripture. He, every time Satan come to him, Satan said, I could give you all this worldly things. And Jesus would quote scripture. It is written. Amen. In other words, it is law. It is fact. It is truth. It is God's word. It is written. Let me just tell you, Christian, you have the exact same thing the Lord Jesus Christ used on Satan, and you can use it on him too. Now, wouldn't it have been, it would have just been neat if Jesus Christ would have pulled out a sword made of lightning and cut him in half, but he didn't. He used something even more powerful than that. He used the word of God. It is written, and you too, Christian, can use the word of God. He that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. And God has set it up that all these blessings come to us in the Lord. Right? Amen. Paul's argument is, why glory in men? It's vain. It's, it's futile. It doesn't last. It's foolishness. Why glory in men? They can't do anything. They can't do one thing for you like the Lord Jesus Christ can do. Amen. So the bike, the Bible says glory in the Lord. That's what matters. That's what will make a difference. Amen. And that's why God created you to glory, to praise, to worship, to have fellowship with him. You see, when Adam and Eve sinned in that garden, it broke the fellowship that they had with God. And God wanted to make a way that he could have fellowship with me and with you. But because he's just holy and a righteous God, somebody had to pay for those sins. And that somebody is the Lord Jesus Christ. God himself, robed in human flesh, said, I will take the place of them. Now, you don't get that automatic. Not everybody's going to be saved. As a matter of fact, the Bible says it is but a remnant, just a small amount, those that have realized they're a sinner and put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. You think about this. Many heard Jesus himself preached and did not believe. Even the two thieves on the cross, one believed and one did not. One went with him to heaven that day and the other one went to hell for all eternity that day. So it's a personal choice. You can't get there because you've been baptized. You can't get there because you're a member of a church. You can't get there because you played the piano. You can't get there because you're a Sunday school teacher. You can't get there because you're the pastor's son. You can't get there because your mama's in church. The only way you'll get there is you repent of your sins and you put your faith and trust in the finished work Jesus Christ did on that cross. Amen. Look with me now in chapter 2, for 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 1. And the Bible says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of 
God. Paul said, I didn't come with these enticing, intelligent, big, educated words of wisdom. He said, I came declaring unto you the testimony of God. Paul sought to glorify God and not himself. Paul came proclaiming the testimony of God, not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, but with the testimony of God. Amen? And, and listen to me. Paul says there's a real difference in good, solid Bible, biblical preaching, God-glorifying preaching, and religion and that amuses and it entertains or it appeals to some emotions. No, sir. Paul said, I come to preach Christ and Christ crucified, not with big words of wisdom. No, but I come to glory in God and preach the testimony of God. Because there's a lot of, it really sounds good. There's a lot of so-called they're not preachers, they're so-called preachers, and boy, they can make something sound good, and I believe in the bottom of my heart they're trying their best to uplift you, but it is completely unbiblical. It is completely unbiblical. There's nothing wrong with good, edifying, lift you up preaching. I'm not saying that. But there's a difference in vain religion that entertains and appeals and amuses your emotions. Amen? Ministry work should always present the truth of God's word in a way that it glorifies God and not you. In a way that God's work can be done and not what you want. In a way with what God, with what God wants to do in and through your life, not your some so-called destiny. Your so-called destiny is to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what you were made for. And for fellowship with him. And so, real, true ministry glorifies God, and it reaches into the hearts of people. Why? Because it is moved by the Holy Spirit. Amen? God said His Word will not return void. And when a preacher will stand up and stay and preach on God's Word, you see, it, it's God's Word that can change somebody's life. It's God's Word that can get somebody saved. It's God's Word that can make somebody... Uh, give up a bad habit. It's God's word that can make somebody a better father. It's God's word that can make somebody a better mother. It's God's word that can give you a better marriage. It's God's word that'll get you right with him. It's God's words that'll make you want to live a good Christian life. It's not some uplifted, amusing, so-called religion that entertains and appeals. No, but it's God's word. Amen. He said, my word will not return void. Isaiah 55, 11, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void but it shall accomplish that which i please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto i sent it amen listen to what he says it shall accomplish that which i please it's god's word it's god's work it's god's way it don't say nothing about what you want or what you think is great or, or what you want out of this life he says it'll accomplish that which i please which which what god wants on your life because when you stand before god that's all that's going to matter what you did for the lord jesus christ and listen if you live to be 110 or 210 this life is but a vapor and the only thing that'll matter when you stand before god is the works that you did for the lord jesus christ if you're saved at the judgment seat of christ and i do believe that we think it might be a glorious day but i do believe there'll be a lot of ashamed people and i might even be one of them there 
that did a lot of things for themselves. And the Bible calls that wood, hay, and stubble. It will be burnt up. Anything you did to make yourself look good, uplift yourself, or that you would get the glory or the recognition, the only thing that will get a reward is the things that you did for Christ and Christ alone. Amen? Look with me now in verse number 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 2. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. The content of Paul's message was Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ crucified. Amen. And Jesus Christ refers to his person while him crucified refers to his work. He's talking about, I'm talking about Jesus and I'm talking about Jesus's work. And that's what he did on the cross. He made a way for a sorry, no good, rotten sinner like myself that I could be in the presence of a thrice holy God forever in eternity. Amen. Praise God for that. That's the work that the apostle Paul is talking about here. Christ shed his precious, perfect blood on that cross. And let me just say, the Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. That means there's no forgiveness of sins. Because why? Because your sin has to be covered in the blood. You have to be covered in the blood. That way God sees his son, the spotless, perfect lamb of God. Amen. Look at me now in verse 3. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. Oh, wait a minute now. We're talking about the mighty apostle Paul here. What is he trying to say? He says, and I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. Well, he, he, what was he doing? Well, Paul was out witnessing. Paul was out preaching. And you could almost say that this is a prerequisite to go out witnessing and preaching. He says, I was with you in weakness and fear and much trembling. You ever felt that way, Christian? When you go out to give your testimony, to live a Christian life, to spread the gospel, to give out a track? You say, well, I'm weak and I'm fearful and I'm scared and I'm trembling. I just can't do it. Paul said the same thing. He said, I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. Paul's demeanor was neither impressive nor attractive. But you see, that's one of the things that makes Christ look so good. Amen. For some reason that I can't fully understand, when I am weak, he is strong. That's what the Bible said. He was with the Corinthians' weakness in weakness and fear and much trembling. The treasure of the gospel was and is contained in an earthen vessel. Why? That the excellency of the power of God may be of God and not of Paul. Amen. And the same with you. If you're saved, you have a treasure within this earthen vessel. What is that? That's a piece of the Holy Spirit himself. And e even the angels marvel at that. You see, because God loved us so much that he made a way for us to be redeemed. But the fallen angels, there's no way. They have no way to be redeemed. But if you're under the sound of my voice, you have a way if you can put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, Paul himself was an example of how God uses weak things to confound the mighty. Amen. Verse four, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. A Paul's speech was neither his preaching or in persuasive or you know, wise human words, but it was in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power. 
Amen? And that's the way a preacher should preach today. Don't preach to you. I've seen it, and you know you've seen it. Preachers say certain things, so they make themselves look smart. But Paul's not doing that here. Paul's saying, I'm not worried about how I sound. I'm worried about glorifying God. I'm worried about pointing people to the Lord Jesus Christ. And according to the standards of this world, the apostle might have never won an intellectual speaking contest. No, but he was right with God. And I ask you today, Christian, are you right with God? Are you witnessing? We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.